Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. A moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. Hello, 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 and yes, this is Nicole Cleveland. I am the host of Breathe Again Radio Show, and I'm so excited to come to you another Saturday. You know, we bring you messages of hope, inspiration, solutions through individuals that have gone through the fire, came out the fire, and they're here to share their story so you don't feel like you're alone. I love what I do, and I do what I love, and I'm I'm just excited because I'm walking in my assignment. Are you walking in your assignment? You should really question yourself about that. But today's show, today's show, we are talking to all the single ladies. I'm not Beyonce, so I can't sing all the single ladies, but we are talking to some saved single sisters. And they're coming on the show. This is the Valentine's Day show. And they're going to talk a little bit about being single and ready for a relationship or being single and satisfied. If you are single, which category do you fall in? Are you in the middle or are you, look, I've been there, done that, and I'm okay with being by myself? Or are you like, oh, I've been single for too long, and I am ready for a relationship? Which one are you? I'd love to hear from you. Check us out online. You can follow us at Breathe Again on on Twitter. That's at Breathe Again. Facebook is Breathe Again Magazine. And you can also connect with me, Nicole Cleveland, your host, at Nicole C. online. That's all over the networks. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's at Nicole C. online. Hey, if you're a first-time listener, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today. And if you're a part of the family, you know how we do. We go into the prayer, we come back, and then we jump right into our first segment. So don't go away. We will be right back. Father, Father, you hear our hearts this morning. We do not want to settle. We do not want to find our comfortable position and put up our tent there and be happy with you blessing me and mine. Father, we understand today that forgiveness and reconciliation and blessing and favor is given for reason, Lord God. It is given for purpose, Father. And today, God, we say forgive us, forgive us, Father, when we have taken on this attitude, Lord God, of all you've done. Father, use us, God, use us, pick us, choose us, Father. We want to spend ourselves. Father, I want to get to heaven with a life poured out, not with a life that looks perfect, Father. I want it to not look good. I want it to be good, Father. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. 
Um, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. Um, I am an educator. I was a teacher in the classroom um, for 20 years. I taught elementary school, and then I transitioned into advocacy work um, in the field of education. So now I'm working as an advocate for public school employees. Um, I'm silly. I'm fun. I love conversations. I love to travel. I love to read. I love people. Um, I'm just an everyday girl. I love it. I love it. I love it. LaVita, how you, How long have you been divorced or single? <clears throat> I, I was trying to count it up. Um, I have been, <laughs> I, it, it, I didn't know it had been so long. It's about 17 years. Because oh, wow. my son was 15 months old, and now mm-hmm. he's 19 years old. So it's about 17 years. So, Lavita, I believe that self-care and self-love is so important. I see so many individuals or women that go from relationship to relationship because they're trying to fill that void and they don't want to be alone. What's your take on that um, as far as self-love, self-care? Um, if you know who you are on the inside and whose you are, um, I believe that plays a big part. What, what do you think? I absolutely agree, Nicole. Um, one of the things that I did was when I went through my divorce, because it was so traumatic and so hurtful, I decided initially I was just going to pour my life into my son. And then after a couple of years had gone by, I realized uh, this is not going to work <laughs> because I still had that desire um, to be married and to be in a relationship, and I was beginning to lose myself. You know what I'm saying? But I also decided that I needed to heal from the inside out. And so I was going to reserve some time for that to happen. For everything that I had gone through, I knew that I needed to heal from that. So, um, yeah, I definitely knew that jumping right into another relationship would not be the answer because I would be carrying all that baggage, all that hurt, all that disappointment uh, right over to the next relationship. Mm-hmm. What thoughts or what ideas would you give or, or tips for someone that's really going through? They they maybe have been in a relationship for a long time and they feel themselves, they find themselves single with a child or children, and they don't really know which way to go. What would you say to those individuals? I would say, first of all, you need to discover who you are. Sometimes in relationships, we can get lost, and our identity becomes a foreign thing. And so we ask ourselves, we wake up one day and ask ourselves, who am I? What do I like? What do, you know what I mean? And I, that happened to me. Like, what, you know, what in the world happened to my dreams and my goals? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so when you're in that relationship, you're so engulfed into that other person and pleasing them and serving them and being a wife until what happens is that when that person is no longer there, you have to rediscover who you really are. And that takes time. That takes work. That takes coming into alignment with what your real issues are because you have to figure out, okay, there are some deeper issues that I have that I have to address in order to move forward. 
And so I would say to them, stop where you are, find yourself, you know, um, work to make yourself whole, and then move forward. You're going to be fine. I knew when I was going through that hurt, I was, you know, just in the shower one day, just crying out to God, asking him, why me? But then something came to me and said, although I'm going through this, God, I'm going to trust you because I know that you have my best interests at heart. I know this is working out for my good. I don't know how. It don't feel good, but I know it is. And so I'm just going to trust you. And so by the time I started to really just start to, you know, self-care, going to counseling, finding out what my issues are, the time went by so fast until it was like, wow, I looked up and it's years past. But, yeah, just start with you. Start with finding out who you are, healing from the inside out. Everything will fall in place. Yeah. You said um, a key word, and that was counseling. Many people shy away from counseling. I'm an advocate for counseling. Go talk to somebody, sit on somebody's chair, lay on a couch, get that stuff from the in, out of you that's on the inside holding you back. What, what do you say about counseling and going to see a therapist? Because many in our church community, our faith community, they don't believe in counseling. What's your take on that? You're absolutely right. And I think growing up in our culture, our culture meaning um, African Americans or blacks, we weren't, you know, it was a taboo. It was you know, you don't go see a counselor because if you do, you're crazy. And so yeah. that's all we know. We knew. We didn't know what we didn't know. But there was something deeper on the inside of me that knew that there had to be an answer. And the church didn't have it. My mom didn't have it. Uh, my girlfriends didn't have it. And then I was exposed to a certain environment that approved of that. And so mm-hmm. I decided to give it a try. And I will tell anybody the best thing that could have, one of the best things that could have happened to me. And you can find Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that I sought out Christian counseling. And we prayed before and after the session. I do it Mm -hmm. until this day. And I call it dumping. And so when I get to a certain place in my life, and I know I'm not going to be able to talk to mom about this. I'm not going to be able to talk to my best girlfriend about this. I need to Mm -hmm. go and dump. These people are professionally trained, and they don't, you know, there's no medication involved. There's no, you're crazy, or you are able to deliver yourself to a person who is professionally trained to help guide you through the process of healing. So I absolutely, absolutely encourage counseling. That is good, good, good. Now, LaVita, I know you, and I I know you personally, and I prayed before the show, and I said, Lord, don't let me act up on this show with LaVita <laughs> and Beverly. Uh, LaVita, what makes you ready for a relationship? Because when we talked a little bit about it, it was two pers- coming from two perspectives. One, single and I'm satisfied. I don't need a relationship. Or single and ready. And you said, uh-uh, I'm ready for a relationship. <laughs> what, <laughs> what makes you ready for a relationship? How do you, how does one know that they're ready? Well, I, I don't know how you know. I just know you know. Um, I have had, you know, the blessed opportunity to be single for some time. 
And at one time, I thought it was a curse. I thought it was a punishment. I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? Why does this have to happen to me? Until I went to the Word and I realized that being single was a gift. Paul in 1 Corinthians refers to being single as a gift. He said, I wish you could be like me, single. Mm-hmm. And because when you're single and saved, you have the opportunity to have uninterrupted intimacy with God. Oh, awesome. my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can think of so many mornings, so many evenings, so many times when I have been able to just spend time with God. I mean, I mean to the point to where I'm just ugly. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. tears are rolling, snot right. is rolling, um, just intimacy, just being held by him and being comforted by him. If I were married, I wouldn't be able to do that. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Because you yeah. serve when you're married. And so that if being single is a gift. And I thank God that I came into that knowledge. Being single is not being second best. Yeah. It is not a curse. It, and I know our society looks at us like, wow, you've been single for 17 years? What's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But I realize who I am and whose I am. I often refer to, you know, a couple of years ago, I attended um, a wedding of one of my really great friends. It was her son, and I sung in that wedding. And so afterwards, we were sitting in the hotel room just relaxing and talking about how beautiful the wedding was. And it was just girlfriends talking. And I, I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was an opportunity. But I made the comment that I had decided to be celibate until I was married. And so I was amongst some of my beautiful sisters that aren't necessarily where I am. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make them less than me, but they aren't, they weren't where I was spiritually. So they couldn't understand that. So one of my friends said, are you crazy, LaVita? Are you saying, you can't be a 50 year old virgin. And I had to explain to them that I wasn't. But the analogy or the metaphor that I gave them was that if I met a gentleman that I was interested in in a relationship, would I open up my purse and give them my checkbook, give them access Mm. to my retirement, give them all my worldly goods, my diamonds, my roof, whatever I have that is of value, would I just hand that over to them? Absolutely not. Most people say, girl, you crazy. Then I see myself, I see my body as the temple of God, why would I hand that over to someone? That's good, 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 LaVita, yes. Why would I hand that over to someone that God has not created for me? Why would I just Mm -hmm. give that to anybody? And so um, all of this had to, had to, I had to grow into all of this. I had to grow into seeing myself as valuable. I had to grow into knowing who I am and whose I am. And so I thank God for this time. I thank God for this 17 years. I'm a wife already. And so God has that person. God has that person. He's preparing him just as he is preparing me. And so I just think that this is my season. And that's what I confess every day. Oh, I'm getting married. I just told somebody last week, uh, yesterday, oh, yeah, I'm getting married. They said, well, are you dating? I said, oh, no, I'm not dating, but I'm going to get married. And that's what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I've seen, it, oh, no. I've seen God do it for others. 
I see, I watched my godmother, who was a, a mighty, mighty praying woman of God. And we used to go to dinner every Sunday, and she would just minister to me. And I remember sitting there eating our salads and just eating our food, and she would tell me, I'm getting married. And I was like, really? And I'm saying to myself, but you too old. Where is he? There was nobody in sight. Girl, please. She got married, and it was a beautiful marriage. And he served her, and she loved him until God took her home. So, look, I got hope all around me, and so I'm just confessing and walking and declaring and decreeing what I desire God to do for me. Yeah. I think we also have to be honest with ourselves, too, because a relationship is work. We have to allow time to build a relationship. And so I've been single for four years, and I don't believe that I'm ready for a relationship. I believe I'm doing too much, and I think we have to be honest within ourselves because it's not fair for that other individual um, when you are given half half of the time and half of the attention because you're not ready. So I, I, I really just want, I want companionship. I want to go to movies and I want to go get something to eat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely yeah. right, uh, Nicole, because even though it's been 17 years for me, sometimes I wake up with the thought of being married and I really get frightened, like, no, oh, God, am I willing? Am I really ready? Am I ready to share my bed? Am I ready to share you know, my space. Um, so you're absolutely right. You got to you gotta be honest. And I think it's okay to be honest. It's okay to say, you know what, God, I'm scared. You know what, God, I, I need you to walk me through this. I need you to help me to walk this thing out. Because God created marriage, and I know that it is a good thing. Um, and I think even through it, we have to be connected, rightly connected, and joined together with someone that have like minds, you know, I always say he got to love God more than he loved me. I know that's, that's right. I that's a prerequisite. Right. You got to yes, love Lord. God more than you love me. Because if you do, oh, I know I'm going to be loved and taken care of. I love it, love it, love it. LaVita, so I'm going to ask you what I asked my Facebook family. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Do you do anything special for yourself on that day? I do not. And I say that because I love my family. I love my mother. I love all my family because we, a long time ago, we made it a practice not to get consumed and we don't tie into a lot of the holidays because we see mm. Christmas as every day. Valentine's Day is every day. Yeah. Thanksgiving is every day. And so, mm. yes, it's a special day, and I recognize it, and I thank God for those who celebrate it, and I'm not against it. Uh, if I had someone special in my life, I would celebrate it as well. But for the last couple of years, I asked my son the other day when I was um, we were driving in the car, I said, so do you have a Valentine's this year? And he looked at me and he was like, uh, yes, the same one that I've had for the last how many years? Don't I always get you a Valentine's? <laughs> so he was talking about me. He was right, talking about right. me. So, um no, I don't I don't normally do anything for myself. I think if I want to do something for myself, I don't have to wait until Valentine's Day. Um, I try to practice balance in my life. Uh, that's an area I need to grow in because most of the time I'm serving others and not really, you know, serving myself and, and giving myself that self-care that I need. But, um, no, I don't really do that. Yeah. So I told my Facebook family I'd read a few um 
comments that came to my page. Kim Talbert says, me personally, I don't wait for a special day. I love me some me every day. If she wants to do something special, she will. Uh, Devin Williams said, it's just another day for me. I can make myself feel special every day. And let's see, Bonnie Alfred said, take yourself on a date. Tamika Sims says, no, it's too crowded, and I'd rather order my favorite takeout and chill watching a movie. So I had a few comments that I wanted to read on the show, and then I'll read some more in the next segment. But, yeah, I'm getting a lot of responses saying Valentine's Day is every day. I don't need to do anything special for myself because I love on me every day, and that is similar to what you you just said. LaVita, it's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for stopping by the show. We will definitely have you back. Um, and thank God bless you. you. And, and, and Boaz, if you out there, contact Labita. She is ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my sister. Absolutely. You be blessed on the day. Thank you. You too. God bless you. Amen. Bye-bye. Um, all Bye-bye. right, listeners, we're going to go right into our second segment with Beverly Sims. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Listeners, thanks so much for hanging out with us on today. You could be anywhere else, but you decided to hang out with us on this Saturday morning. I know LaVita just blessed you in regards to talking about her being single and ready for a relationship. My next guest is Beverly Sims. Now, she she's coming from another perspective. She is single and she's satisfied. She said if the relationship comes, it comes. If not, that's okay, too. Welcome to the show, Beverly. Good morning, Nicole. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Beverly, how would you describe Beverly to the audience? Wow. Well, um, I could say that I'm born and raised here in Virginia. Um, I'm first a mother to a very rotten eight-year-old child. I'm a free spirit. I like to believe that I'm a Jane of all trades. Um, And I like to think that I'm a comedian, and my friends call me the last domesticated woman. And that's pretty much me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny So when I asked you the question Or I was talking about the radio show You said, oh, I'll do single and satisfied What takes you there? Why do you think you're single and you're satisfied? Well, I would like to, I guess Maybe correct the notion I would like to think that I'm single, safe, and content Okay Uh, I believe that um, our human nature we concentrate so much on the word satisfaction, and, of course, we're thinking about it in different ways. But, you know, the Bible says that in everything that we do, we should be content. And in this place that I'm in right now, whatever comes, whoever goes, I'm content in who I am. I'm content in the plan that God has for me, and I'm content in my goals. So, like I said, come what may, I'm good. Beverly, you know many people out here that are single and 
some people, they struggle. They struggle with being single. They don't want to be single. They feel as though it's taboo, and people excommunicate themselves from individuals that are single. Now, I've seen it firsthand where someone is married and then they become divorced and single. They are treated a bit differently. What do you say are the myths out here for single-saved women? Well, I, I totally agree, uh, agree, and I've been there uh, many a times. Just because I'm in this place of contentment doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not subject to the feelings, the thoughts, and the concerns that, you know, we have as a single person, both believer and unbeliever. And let me first say, before I come off as someone that's objective to marriage, I love the idea of marriage. I do Absolutely. desire marriage. It's just not at the top of my list or something that would make or break my life if it doesn't come. We all understand that marriage was the first institution that God created. You know, he established that before he established the church or the government. This is something that he wanted. And I think oftentimes as single people or as any person, we are so drawn to society's standards. And unfortunately, if I could speak uh, personally, the church's standards put so much of a light on marriage. It puts so so much light on companionship that when you don't have that, the myth is, as LaVita uh, previously mentioned, something is wrong with you. Um, you're not in the place that a married woman was when she was sought out. Your Boaz hasn't came because your credit's not there. Um, you know, you're not in the right place at the right time. He's not coming. He's not coming, and something is wrong with you. And I think sometimes as humans in society, when so when a body of people believe something, we automatically believe that what they believe is correct. And that's incorrect. We've got to be sure in ourselves and sure in what God has for us and his plan that we close our ears to the negativity that society can have for us. So yeah. Yeah. close your ears. I really think... I just mentioned this in my church the other day. We had a leadership meeting, and when couples are married and they're celebrating their anniversary, um, our mm-hmm. our pastor gives out gift cards. So I was in the actual leadership meeting, and I said, hey, okay, what about the single women? You guys are giving out gift cards for people that are married so they can enjoy themselves, but what about the single women? What are you giving them? <laughs> so, yeah, it's sad. It happens a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and so you see this day by day, and you see how, um, you know, the emphasis really is on married couples. Um, Beverly, if someone was standing in front of you and they said, look, I'm having a rough time right now, I'm single, I don't know which way or which direction to go in, what words of encouragement would you give them because they don't want to be single? I guess. Beverly? As we all do, I'm sorry, I had to think about that thing. You asked me some great questions. Um, I would really just have to stop and tell them to be selfish. You really have an opportunity to be selfish and to live your life without restraint. Um, I'd I'd probably say um, without complaint. Just a Friday night for me is a dream. LaVita mentioned not having to share her bed, not having to share her space. This is your opportunity. You know, I've chosen to go back to school to educate myself. I've chosen to, you know, take as many vacations as I can. I take my son numerous places. I'm really in a health kick. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be buying a house later on in the year. This is your time to think about you and the wholeness that you have in yourself. You know, when God sends you someone, they're not supposed to complete you. So when you're looking 
and you're standing in front of me and you're saying, you know, I just don't feel right, I'm really waiting for someone, that's a void. You're telling me that you feel a void right now. No, you're already completing God. So let me encourage you to let you know that just work on you and don't work on you for the purpose of somebody coming. Work on you to be your best you, to love you, to look in the mirror and and go to the mall and pick out those wonderful dresses, to buy yourself roses. Everything needs to happen because of you, not because of preparation for someone else, if that makes any sense, Nicole. No, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And thank you for that. Because women need to know that they are valued and they matter. And being with a man or not being with a man is not right. going to make you or break you. Um, right. But people are, you know, let's talk a little bit about social media because I know you're on social media a lot. I'm on social media a lot. A lot. And a lot of times people compare where they are with pictures and, and postings of somebody and their relationships. Have you seen that? And it's like, mm-mm, don't, don't just look at the posting and think that's what it is because it's a story behind that. Oh, absolutely. You know, we are all, we are our own best salesmen. And let me tell you, if we could all just paint a pretty picture, a beautiful canvas, and you would see it. But if you have someone that really has an eye for capturing the hidden meaning and the colors that you're using, there is a backstory to it. And that's not to say that people on social media, you know, are posing and everybody that's taking a, a picture in front of their picket fence is going through turmoil. It just means that you don't know. You don't know what they're going through. And, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he is the enemy of your thoughts and all those things that are negative. If you're scrolling through Facebook and you're seeing all these memes and pictures and happy family, happy family, happy family, and you're learning that you want that, delete Facebook because you're Mm. only feeding and giving the enemy things. I had to do that. I had to cut it off during that period where I was crossing 30, and I was like, God, you know, I'm a domesticated woman. My mother made me into this person, and I should be the one that's married me. And when that didn't happen for me, and I began to have self-doubt, and I was seeing everybody else get married because I was watching TV and seeing how quickly people get married, I said, well, wait a minute. That's what society says. That's not what God says. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I turned it off. Stop, you know. I tell you, man, anything that's comparing you or making you look at somebody else and desire what they have is the enemy. Come on now. It is is the enemy. And And you need to shut it down. You need to shut it down. And I kind of feel, I know I'm rambling, I kind of feel. No, um, you're good. I'm so sad for this generation. Um, because my generation, we didn't have access to all this TV. You know, I'm 35. I'm not saying we didn't have TV, but we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have the World Wide Web. You know, so there wasn't time to really compare on the, on the, you know, on the TV and, you know, on the Internet and Facebook. And Facebook just really came out, you know, for real, when I, when I went to college. It was a new thing. Gosh, I'm really saying how old I am. But kids now don't have an opportunity just to live their lives without constantly viewing streams of society telling you what you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to look. They don't even have that opportunity. They are immediately molded into somebody else from somebody else's standards instead of what God's standard is for us. Uh-uh. Turn it off. Yes, yes, yes. I Cut say that the all table. the time to my to my daughter. I say, um, you know, you guys have access to too much. 
It's a different yep. world out here. It's a different society out here. There are no parental controls and things of that nature on phones right. and smartphones. So a lot of times things are in front of them that should never be in front of them. And so we have to yes, do more work as parents to kind of kind of cover that up and try to be in the midst of the children while they're out there. It, it's hard. It is a different it society. Is. And I said, I'm glad that we didn't have Facebook and Twitter and smartphones when I was younger. But it's it's hard because now you have little children that are 12 and 13 years old committing suicide because people yes, are videotaping fights and videotaping something and people are ridiculing them online. It's just, it's sad to me and it grieves my spirit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have, just like you said, we have access to too much. I was laughing because my son, as sweet as he is in his eight-year-old mind, told me he wanted uh, a cell phone. And I'm looking around thinking, absolutely (laughs) not, because I feel like Mm -hmm. that's just the tool, (laughs) a tool for what the enemy uses for your eyes to be open. You know, cut off the cable. I say it all the time. Turn it off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um. Beverly, I admire you. I really do. I think you do a lot, and you do a lot that people don't see. I want you to talk a little bit about your um, advocating, and you advocate for um, a selected group. Can you talk a little bit about that? Okay. Well, um, I've always had a love and a passion for the special needs community. Um, I do believe that it first arrived uh, growing up. Uh, taking classes because um, I had a speech delay issue in my family and always has been, and I didn't talk a whole lot. So I had my firsthand experience with being bullied, um, being told that I was different, being told that something was wrong with me, and um, being treated by the public and by society in a different way because I was not at the standard that society, I was, that society or SOL testing told me I was supposed to be based upon my speech. Um, and it just so happened that um, God blessed me with a child with high-functioning autism. Um, my son is able to read and to write. He's able to do everything that everybody else's child does. Sometimes he just gets a little bit excited. And um, if he's in front of a crowd, he's not exactly excited about it. He'd rather be at home. But I guess my advocacy really came because when my son was 11 months old, they told me that something was wrong with him, that he would never walk and that he would never talk. And, I mean, they were just filling me with a whole bunch of, you know, downers and negativity, just telling me, you know, what they believed to be true. And I'm blessed to say that at eight years old, you know, the report of the Lord was all I believed. Um, He is walking. He is talking. He is taking um, fourth-grade math. You know, he's very bright, and you really just can't believe what the doctors say. But I'm here as an advocate because although the time in which he began to talk was uh, was good, it was very, very hard. I experienced a lot of red tape. I experienced a lot of people um, saying no's in my face, telling me that services weren't available. I experienced a lot of people treating my son differently, whether it be home, school, church, every area, every environment, he was treated differently because he was not the way everybody thought that a quote-unquote normal child should be. From there, I have been working to help families um, just get around the red tape. 
understanding that, you know, God is the author and the finisher and that there is a reason for everything that God does and we are all perfect in his eyes and no matter the model of society, this is what God has ordained and this is what you have to do to get the benefits so your child can flourish. I'm proud to say that Amen. I'm currently on a dual law and social work track. I'm going to be in school forever. I am, but my hope is to really work with policy change to really get in there and make sure that people know that there is a standard for daycare. There is a standard for how a child should be treated in their IEP meeting. There is a standard for what happens when there is no handicap accessibility in a supermarket. No, these things should not happen because we are all God's people, and we should all be giving the same rights and the same treatment no matter where you go. So. Um, I really, I love it. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for that, and um, I can't wait to get out there and to really help people, not with just the law, but to show them their worth. And when you know your worth, you don't just take anything from anybody, regardless of your age, your gender, and what people would call a handicap. That's right. I love it, love it, love it. I'm so proud of you and what you're doing. And Aiden, he's Aww. a genius. That's what he is, he is a right. genius. He is rotten. <laughs> Come and get Everyone him. has done that to him, though. They just love on yeah. him, love on him, love on him. Um, so I asked LaVita, you know, next week is Valentine's Day. So many people get depressed and they get upset and they don't have a boo. Do you do anything special for yourself on Valentine's Day? Well, Nicole, speaking from every single mother's perspective, that just depends on if I have a babysitter. I'm trying to tell you, Nicole, if I had a babysitter, <laughs> I would be at the movie theater. I would be by myself, not sharing popcorn. Nobody trying to put their hands around my back. Oh, my goodness, it would be a treat. I wouldn't even dress up. I'm, I'm so far beyond people. I'd put on my sweatpants. I'd put on some active wear, and I'd go undercover, and I'd go see Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But I would. I, I'd go with my popcorn. I'd get my Chick-fil-A and bring it inside the theater. Oh, Lord. <laughs> And I'd have a good old time, and I encourage anybody that's really, you know, feeling down about the holiday or they're looking online, turn off your phone and treat yourself. It is another day for you to celebrate your singleness and, and just your life. God has allowed you one more day to breathe. Don't waste it in depression. I love it, love it, love it. You don't have to scroll through those posts that said, I said yes, and showing the ring oh, on Valentine's gosh. Day. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I, 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 I love those segments. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. And, you know, me being a comedian, I put up a post that said, today I'm in a relationship with cheese fries. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You have to celebrate and do a lot of laughing. Laugh that's as right. much as you possibly can. Joy, that's joy, so joy. That's right. So I went to Facebook and I asked a few friends and I read a few on Levita's segment. I'm going to read a few now um, about Valentine's Day and single women and what do you do for yourself. Now, Deborah Brown said, I never bought into the Love Day, Valentine's Day, as a single person. But if I was dating someone, I expected something from them. I expected them to show me that they love me. I'm older and wiser. So I no longer hold expectations from someone who cannot do what I can do for myself. Self-love, I love me. I love being single. So Valentine's Day is just another day to do what I do all year, and that is I love me some Deborah Brown. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Ashley said, let's see, 
just smile and say thank you. Have those that say and have those that say it to me probably get my mom a piece of chocolate. <laughs> and Danita, she says this year since I started my paint party business, I decided to do a single paint party event to celebrate those comfortable in their singleness like myself. I think it's cocktails and painting, and that's a really cool idea. So if you are interested in that and you are locally in the area, it's $25. It's going to be held at Spades Restaurant and Lounge in Virginia Beach. I'll go ahead and post the flyer so you'll see it on the actual website. But so many, so many people commented. Um, Latara Busey said, not before. This year I am. I'm on a mission to experience love overwhelmed with myself. So that's awesome. We're getting back to self-care and self-love. any mm. last words for the single sisters out here, Bev? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Any last words for the single sisters? I would love for all of my sisters to take a moment down, put on your favorite dress, look in the mirror, and tell yourself everything that you love about yourself. Find your truth. Pour yourself a glass of wine put on your favorite shoes, put on some makeup, fix your hair up, and tell yourself that you're wonderful, that you deserve good things, that you are worthy of good things, and everything that you want in this life will come to you if you so choose it. And if God has someone for you, and if God doesn't have someone for you, it doesn't make or break you. You are still God's chosen. You are still a ruby in his eyes. You are still wonderful in his sight. You don't have to compare yourself to anybody. Get up, take yourself out, hold your head up high, and know that you are worthy of all things. And nobody can take that away from you unless you allow them that space in your mind. Feed yourself with the word. Feed yourself continually with the knowledge that God has given people to tell you how wonderful you are. And the moment you concentrate on how good everything is for you, great things and great doors will open up for you. You're worthy of everything, and you're wonderful in his sight. I love it, love it, love it. Bev, thanks so much for stopping by the show. God bless you. Give a kiss you, for me. No, and ma'am. happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, boo. I'll see you in the movie theater. (laughs) All right, girl. All right, listeners, that has been our show for today. I just want to thank LaVita Nesbitt and Beverly Sims for coming on and blessing the listeners. Um, They encouraged me, and I know they encouraged you as well. Um, Again, if you have a victorious testimony out there, go to breatheagainmagazine.org, fill out that submission form, and we'll get you booked for the show. I never, ever say goodbye. I always say until next time, God bless you and have a fabulous weekend.
And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. At Hardee's, we love to surprise people. Surprise! We added the loaded omelet biscuit to our two for four dollar mix and match deal. Choose from our loaded omelet biscuit and three other select breakfast favorites. Any two for four dollars. Hardee's, cause it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.